Why don't you introduce him as, instead of just Eric Waffle, just say firefighter Eric Waffle from North Coast and Firefighter. See, that's why you should sit here, right? No. You got all these ideas. Try it out. Try it out. No, no, no. I'm too awkward, man. Okay. I can't do it. You talk to everybody in the world, dude. I know I do. I mean, you could try. Yeah, I mean, you can at least sit down and try to do it. Just, no, we're wasting time. Well, how about if I do this? How about if I open it up and say, guest host Mike Luzak, and you sit down and you just talk. This, this is the Counts Fire Podcast, where we introduce our members and our mutual aid department members while educating the community and bringing value to the fire service. And now, here's another episode of the Counts Fire Podcast. All right, so this is Captain Luzak. I'm sitting down here today with firefighter Eric Wapple from the North Judson Fire Department. How you doing, Eric? Hey, I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Awesome, man. So tell us a little bit about the makeup of uh, North Judson Fire Department. Are you guys career volunteer? How many people do you have there in your rank structure? Yeah, so we're an all-volunteer department. Uh, we have 25 members, and we have a chief, assistant chief, captain, lieutenant, and then for our ranking, next would be treasurer, then secretary, and then we have an assistant captain, assistant lieutenant, and a medical officer. Okay, so that's kind of cool. So what, what position do you fill there of those? Currently, I'm medical officer. Awesome. And uh, do, what, do you hold any state certs for your medical training? Yeah, I'm an EMR, which I, uh, about a year ago, got certified EMR. Um, prior to that, you know, AED, CPR, uh, stop the bleed, trainings like that, or certifications. And uh, with that training, did you? Uh, how long ago did you get certified in that? How long have you been doing that? Oh, the EMR for, for about a year. Um, I became Firefighter 1-2 certified back in 2008, um, actually when I was on St. Pierre Fire Department, took classes up at La Crosse. So in your time on the fire department, you have how many years? Uh, I spent two and a half at San Pierre, and then I've been a little over 11 years on North Judson. About 13 years altogether. In your time on the fire department, can you give me some examples of some things that have changed from when you started to where you're at now? Oh, man. This is like everything has changed as far as equipment, apparatus. Um, a lot of the tactics we, we still use have, have been the same since I've been on. A little modified, improved. You know, when I started on North Judson, our first out engine, is a th- we still have that truck. It's a three-man cab. And we would pull up to a house or structure that was involved the fire, have to get out, put on an air pack before we could do anything. And when we moved up to a five-man cab engine, it's a 98. Uh, it's still kind of an older engine like you guys have. Um, but that changed everything for us. We're putting the air pack up on on the way to the fire. And when we pull up, we're getting off you know, the truck we're, and we're ready. We're ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, that was the most anxious you know, 60 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever it took to put the air pack on. You're watching the house on fire, and oh, yeah. I need to get this pack on. Yeah, so you got everyone, all eyes are on you. It makes it real difficult. Other than that, what are some of the some tools that you've noticed that are different? I mean, anything new in your time there? Is medical officer even? Any medical tools that you guys have Yeah, upgraded? so most recently, um, we've expanded our, our medical bag and trauma bags. Um, we added some medications. We do have three EMRs, an EMT, and two paramedics in our department. Now, the paramedics can only operate as basic life support. I'm going to edit that. Yeah. They can only operate as BLS or basic life support until the ambulance shows up from Star County EMS service because they're also employed by Star County EMS. So once the ambulance shows up, they can operate as ALS or advanced life support. But we've added some medications that we can use. Uh, we've added a Lucas device here recently, which that's the automatic 
uh, CPR device. Gives the automatic chest compressions. Aren't those um, things awesome? Yeah, those are great. I mean, it's, not only does it save a lot of work, but it gives a, a perfect impression every time. Uh, you don't have to stop to move the patient. It just keep keep on going. You can load them on the yeah the cot. It gives a it gives a bad situation a lot more light at the end of the tunnel potentially with the upgraded technology. So tell me a little bit about what you do outside of firefighting. What, what's your bread and butter? I'm a farmer, so that's uh, what I do for a day job. And so, I mean, with your farming. Is there anything, any kind of specialty crops that you do that you could tell me about or anything that would be unusual to some people around here? Well, we do corn and soybeans typically like, like most farms in the area. And we also farm mint, which seems to be the, everybody's always interested in mint. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Cause you, you know, you get down there, you hear about the mint fest. So I feel like yeah, I, I always tie the two together personally. Mint but fest is, that's a good time. Yeah. Here recently, you guys unfortunately did have an accident with one of your tankers. I'm sure you're in the market to replace one. How's that process going for you? Yeah, we back uh, in the wintertime on icy icy roads and some traffic conditions led to a tanker rolling over at a very, I think they were almost stopped. Nobody got hurt, thankfully. Uh, they were actually able to, to come up and help fight the fire. That was an interesting incident. But uh, anyway, on the good, good side of that is we're looking at replacing that tanker with a brand new tanker. And I'm currently uh, chair of the fire truck committee, so kind of lining up. Well, first we had to meet and, and talk over what we wanted to look at to replace the tanker with, uh, what are our future needs, um, how everything like that looks on our department. We have two two ideas. Um, we're looking at both of those. So we're out getting quotes right now, looking at, we have a day coming up scheduled to drive around and look at some of the fire trucks, recent deliveries from some companies. And uh, it's been a good process. I've talked to a lot of um, nearby fire departments um, officers in those departments, hey, what do you guys have? What do you like about your tankers? What do you not like about your tankers? You know, as far as gallon size, the chassis, pump size, uh, you know, what do you think it absolutely needs? What do you think you could do without? Right. You know, it's very, you know, obviously budget-minded. We can't just go out and buy a $600,000 pumper tanker. So, it's a, you know, it's been a give-and-take process, and it's, it's been a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So that kind of brings me to the next point. Um, let's talk a little bit about networking. Uh, you and I, we're in a, a group of other firemen and farmers that uh, we bounce ideas off of quite a bit. And I know we joke around a lot in there. It's just the nature of the fire service. We kind of bust each other up a little bit. But I guess maybe, do you feel like having that group of people to talk back and forth with from different parts of the country is beneficial for your search for this tanker and other firefighting things? Yeah, it's been a absolutely phenomenal group to be in. Um, I think what well, we started that probably two years ago, maybe longer than that, yeah. a Snapchat group, if anybody's wondering what this group is. So a lot of times we're talking about firefighting. Hey, we had an incident last night. This is how it went. Um, this is what we you know, thought we could have done better, done different. It went perfect. Bounce ideas off each other. And there's some guys in the area. Um, you know, you're in the group. Yeah. Uh, Chief Gettler's in the group with us. Sparky. Sparky. Yeah, he's been on the show. And Chief Meyer from Boone. Yeah, and we also have what makes it more interesting is some guys from out of the area, a couple career guys uh, down in Monticello, uh, we a township, Mitchell Yakum. Shout out Mitchell Yakum. Oh, he's gonna. He's gonna. Yeah, he'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> and even it's, it's out in Iowa, we have a guy. And we yeah. have a guy down in uh, the. I guess they call it. Is it the Panhandle? I don't know. It's far west Texas, New Mexico, and that's really interesting. How it's different down there. Yeah. That, that. The way they do things there is absolutely wild. It's a huge amount of land covered by a fairly small fire department. And 
just the conditions are crazy with the border being right there and the stuff they deal with that and listening to some of those stories is kind of crazy but that group for me is it's a it's kind of like a almost like a little bit of a small family i know we talk about that a lot um you know even if it's not firefighting even if someone's just having a bad day with something or they're dealing with a personal issue you can bounce it off each other in that group so right and that, I, that's kind of cool we had met oh and didn't mention the guy from knox but the oh, numbers yeah. technician um, yes. we had just met over there and it got started chief gettler wanting to talk about different fire hose and few of us met up at Knox and they had some of the hose on demo there and man we learned a lot about ho- just fire hose that day yeah the different styles different types definitely it was, it was really cool just getting to see the, the firehouse I know we didn't mention his name but Kendall and his dad a chief and a captain combination there they were really cool to open up the firehouse for us and show us everything that they have and uh you yeah know, open everything up for us and just let us take check it all out and give us ideas as many times as we've been on a on a fire scene with those guys being there 10 miles away, uh, I've never had a chance to look at their apparatus that close and up and personal and, and talk about the hose loads and, and you know, how they roll what, what truck and when and yeah. why and stuff like that. Yeah, it was cool because you get a group of guys together that are just super into firefighting. I mean, it could be as much as like, hey, why do you put a hammer right there, you know, on that truck? And they'll, they'll sit there and, you know, bounce ideas off each other and everything. So it's, it's pretty cool. Tell me a little bit about, you seem to be a busy guy with the fire department and, uh, um, farming and all your other personal business tell me a little bit about your family yeah that's a tough tough situation balancing life um you know i farm so that's my full-time job and i'm super passionate about growing corn oddly enough (laughs) it's what pays the bills yeah and uh you know fire department i'm always very very involved it's hard it's hard for me to stop somewhere so you know, I just want to be more involved in the fire department, do more things, always thinking if I knew this, if I could do that, if I could train on this, I could be a better firefighter. So then that takes up a lot of time. So then you have the balance, like how much time do I give my family, which I need to give them more time than I do. And it's really hard balance. Um, but they really enjoy the fire department, any parade, um, escorting a, you know, championship basketball or volleyball team into town. Um, they're usually jumping in the fire truck with me. Um, you know, bringing Santa into town is always a great time. They love that. Oh, yeah. I've got, I've got three daughters. Um, didn't mention that. And a very lovely wife. She is lovely. <laughs> Wonderful lady. She just sent me a Christmas card, actually. It's, uh, it's currently almost the end of April. And um, she cared so much that she sent me a Christmas card in April because she forgot on the initial list so Man, I, I, yeah she I is could. a wonderful woman i really thought we sent you one out you'll probably get a second one here <laughs> that's shortly. all right that was post-march in december that's funny hey man you know with the virus everything's behind me i'll just keep right. waiting i'll keep waiting <laughs> but yeah i have a nine-year-old eight-year-old and a two-year-old and yeah they love being at the firehouse everything about fire trucks you know we go anywhere we see the ambulance on, you know at the cafe eating and yeah they want to talk to the medics Look at the ambulance. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, actually, just recently, you were up here one morning, and you had your daughters with you, and they they ran around our firehouse like it was like it was their firehouse. So you could tell that they're very experienced with being around here and seeing the trucks, and they had all kinds of questions and wanted to go in the trucks. So it was really cool getting to see that. And that's the cool thing about, you know, fire departments. You know, they talk about it being a brotherhood, and a lot of times it really is. Um, you just stop by a firehouse, see some guys there, Hey, here's my family. We're going to go look at your fire trucks. Okay, sounds good. You know, yeah. it helps. I know a few guys on this department, you know, as far as an icebreaker or whatever, that right. we can just show up. Right. 
Yeah, because I mean, you, you've been around here quite a bit. We've done, we had you here for a church service. I know a couple of guys from our Snapchat group came and uh, they sat and they listened to the church service and uh, had breakfast with us. And Yeah, you know, I definitely I, have planned to bring some more guys up here and, and meet you guys and, and eat breakfast. So I think I'll be here Sunday, actually. Yeah. It's just something a little different that we do, you know. A lot, not a lot of people get to have that experience, you know. If if they're maybe maybe they're not churchy people, or they are, they just, you know, it's it's easy to sit and talk about your problems or listening to other people's problems when you're with a common core of people that you know you kind of experience things together. So it, it makes it a little easier for us. Yeah, and it's great to have um, you know a chaplain on your department or pastor, yeah. whatever you want to. Yeah. We have a chaplain in our department, and he's helped me, you know, numerous times. Not not just in fire related stuff, but other, you know, personal issues, family issues, stuff like that. Yeah, um, that, that's the beautiful thing about Jay for us is, you know, we can go to him with if we need marital advice, if we need, you know, problems for maybe some depression you're feeling, or you know, anything. It could be you could be arguing with your brother, something as simple as that, and you know, he could sit down with you and have some uh, words of wisdom for you. Yeah, and our, our chaplain brings eggs to the firehouse, too, a lot. So he's got a bunch of chickens. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes can't get rid of all the eggs, so we get a lot of eggs at the firehouse. That's awesome. So uh, let's let's talk about a few calls we work together. I know we uh, covered a lot of things. Um, we got some pretty funny stories with some of that and some good things to share. So let's, uh, let's hear about your favorite call we got to work together is Couts and Judson. We don't get to work together very often because, you know, we're close, but yet there's so many other mutual aid department departments we could utilize in between us. But it's really cool to, to get to work in a fire scene with some guys you know and some guys you talk to a lot about firefighting. You know, two of them come to mind, probably the only two that we've... The Nipsco fire was one where I learned a, a lot on that fire. Um, we were called to it late. We originally got called to help cover at Lacrosse because they were out there. And I didn't make the tanker pumper that went to lacrosse to cover lacrosse but i got at the firehouse and then we got called to scene for our tanker and for more manpower so i made it out to scene in a brush truck as part of the manpower coming and it was really neat i've never been to an incident of that scale there was so many departments there you probably know the number so yeah. many people yeah i i don't remember exactly but i mean it was it was close to you know 20 different agencies that were yeah. working in for those of you who don't know, Nipsco is a generating station for electric, and it has um, a big coal system. And they had a generator actually explode. Transformer. Or transformer, excuse me. Yeah, transformer explode and uh, cause a massive fire and required all kinds of different um, agencies to bring different resources to us. But, yeah. I was actually up by South Bend when I didn't notice the smoke because I was driving the wrong direction and somebody called me and it was like, wow. And then I looked behind me. I'm like, yep, I'm turning around because we're probably going to get called to that. Yes, yeah, I'm was, not going to miss that call. Weefield did a good job. You know, they, they, they're the, that was their host fire. It was in their jurisdiction. And so we uh, worked well with everyone. I think it went really well. Yeah, and it was, it was a great learning experience. Just got into using 800 megahertz radios. So we were finally able to properly communicate with, you know, counties out of our area or not just communicate with the star county departments properly so it was great listening at the whole way hearing all the communication um you know chief gettler ran command uh you were running ops yeah and just hearing how all that was set up the proper way you know communicating the radios it was great and you know showing up was the amazing experience you know i was staging officer for a while just making sure people were in the right place yeah waiting I mean, to go up to yeah and, that, and that's a crucial job because when you get a uh, incident of that magnitude you got 
I mean, 10 or 15 engine companies there getting those guys staged and ready and getting assignments out. So yeah, kind of a then, daunting task to corral that many people. Well, then we were running short on manpower even after we got there. So then kind of the staging officer kind of got folded into, hey, you're going to go do manpower. So uh, me and another guy from North Judson, we got assigned to go inside the building and, and make sure there wasn't extension into the main main part of Nipsco. And just the, the size of that place is unreal. Yeah. I mean, we, we arrived at the Nipsco gate and it was like, we got to drive another two miles just to find the incident. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> It's very large, and it it can be kind of daunting because you don't you don't know what you're dealing with in there. And I mean, first off, then you got the adrenaline of the you know the fire going on, so you got to worry about that. But then the 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 big unknown certainty, you know, or big unknown factor to that, you know, of not knowing where you're going, what you're dealing with, you know. Thankfully, us scouts guys, we do train with Weefield, um, so we have walked through there a few times, so we had somewhat of an idea where we were going. But even still. It was, you know, kind of a, you know, scary thing to get yourself into. The Couch Fire Podcast will be right back after this. Did you know, for 100 years, the Couch Fire volunteers have responded to every request for service. They have continuously upgraded and maintained their tools and apparatus to ensure prompt and professional response. All of this would not be possible without the generous contributions from the community and beyond. If you would like to help support the Couts Fire Department, go to CoutsFire.com backslash donate or by mailing your donation to Couts Fire, P.O. Box 325, Couts, Indiana 46347. Your generosity is greatly appreciated, and every amount helps. From all of the volunteers at Couts Fire, thank you. Tell me a little bit about what got you into firefighting. How did you just get yourself into this? Did you have family members? or Tell me a little bit about that. So, I, I no, I didn't have any family members in it. Um, but once I joined North Judson, I saw that there was a... Uh, on the plaque that shows every member we ever had, a G. Wapple, and uh, found out that was my great uncle George Wapple, but never knew he was a firefighter. Um, I just remember being being interested in it. You know, when I got a vehicle and I saw smoke, I would go see what was going on. And you know, one of those fire truck chaser people when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, it just always amazed me. I was always around equipment on the farm and could drive trucks and. Oddly, I'm the irrigation guy on the farm, always have been very involved with irrigation. So we're running pumps, we're, we're sending yeah. water places, and it all just kind of fascinates me, especially pumping a truck, um, pressure loss, you know, gallons per minute, all that stuff fascinates me. And in high school, I remember writing a paper on what, what it takes to become a firefighter. And I interviewed the St. Pierre Fire Chief, um, Albert Eckert, awesome guy, rest in peace, Al. Um, he was one of the guys that got me into firefighting, taught me a lot of things early on. Um, so I, I interviewed him, uh, knew what it took, and wanted to join right away. Well, I, I went to college for three years, but as soon as I got back, as soon as I moved back to St. Pierre, I applied at St. Pierre right away, got on there, um, just knew, knew it was something I wanted to do. Uh, yeah. Let me rewind a little bit. Actually, in my following fire truck days, um, I think I was in college at the time. I was a little bit older, 1920. Um, again, saw saw a bunch of smoke, went to it, and 
got there as, as soon as the first rush truck was arriving. It was a daytime fire, and there wasn't a lot of people to fight the fire. And the firefighter said, hey, jump on the back of that fire truck, run the hose. You can handle that, oh, right? That's cool. So, I'm like, yeah, 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 I can handle that. And, you know, just bouncing across that field in the back of the uh, back of the brush truck, just you know, spraying water on the, on the grass that was burning. That was it was a blast, you know. Yeah. And that's where I was like, I know for sure, I need to be a firefighter. Right. So that was kind of like your uh, the hook set moment when you kind of yeah. And you know, at first you look at it, hey, this is this is fun, and it's terrible when somebody's house catches on fire, somebody gets a car accident, um, and that fun turns into a passion. In myself a passion to help people if we can respond to a house fire and we were talking about this earlier that you feel great if they can move back into that house later right yeah absolutely. if you you know if you help that family out enough that you, you save their property you save their life yeah you just save say just that one wedding album or something you know that one little thing yeah can make a huge difference to the family and the, one of their biggest tragedies they've ever experienced right yeah yeah I'm, you know there is a house uh, fire that we helped lacrosse on. I remember, uh, you know, doing some overhaul salvage on it and pulling out six or seven photo albums. And they were so happy to see those come out and, and not get ruined in the fire. You know, their house is probably going to be a total loss, but they were so happy just for the little yeah. items like that. Yeah, exactly. Cause yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny how fast you forget things like a TV or a car or, you know, what you, what you think is an expensive, meaningful item when you could potentially lose everything, you know, it's something that like a, Maybe it's your grandma's ring or like you said, a photo album or, you know, something small becomes so important. So if we can just save a couple of little things, you know, that could be the, the biggest difference we make for a yeah. family and their tragedy. We talked about you're the EMS officer. Let, let, let's talk about some of the other positions. You started as a fireman, as a probationary fireman, I assume. And uh, did you ever move through the ranks or move positions or what? Tell me some of the jobs you've done there. Yeah, so... Um, at San Pier, I was just a firefighter for two and a half years. Right? I shouldn't say just a firefighter. I, I held the role of, of a firefighter and non-officer uh, for two and a half years. And then I got a North Judson. And nine months into it, I'll, I'll say they forced me to be treasurer. <laughs> Voluntold is what yeah, we, what we yeah, call it. Yeah. Voluntold. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was treasurer for a year, which was, was great to kind of see the, the book side of things. You know, a lot of our stuff is done with the town. But we have our own books, too, and, and equipment fund, and general fund to keep you know, drinking water, some snacks at the firehouse, um, you know, our equipment fund for, for purchasing, you know, tools, foam, other things. I mean, we, we go with it. We're part of the town. We use the town budget, but we do right. do fundraiser yeah, with, and purchase more equipment. Yeah. And I was assistant captain for, I believe, two years. And then I was captain for five. I really enjoyed being captain. Uh, I love dealing with equipment. In our, on our department, the captain, so we have the chief, which obviously he's, he's head honcho. He looks right. over everything, runs the meetings. We don't have an executive board like you guys do. So our chief is number one in, the, in charge on the fire scene, and he also runs our meetings. He's the go-to so he's guy. Like he, he's, he's pretty much he's your admin guy. Yeah. As, as accompanied by being a fire, you know, the number one fire officer, but he also runs all the administrative. Yes, he goes to the town board meetings. Um does all that back and forth, uh, meets with the Wayne Township trustee, the Rich Grove board, takes care of all that president stuff too right, as well. Right. And our assistant chief, um, you know, obviously assistant chief in any way, and he does a lot of the uh, insurance reporting. And then you get down to captain. Our captain is in charge of all the equipment and gear and all the trainings. So it's a pretty... Oh, that's a, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy because here, I mean, here we, we, we kind of, you know, we have a couple captains. 
and like my I have my job of gear and you know some trucks and leading my crew. But you, you sounds like you have a, a very full plate. It, it when was you're, uh, filling the captain's role. Yeah, it definitely was a full plate. Um, I'm kind of enjoying not being so busy, I guess, in one sense. Uh, but I kind of really dove headfirst into the medical officer position, and you know learned a ton on the medical side stuff like that so i'm really enjoying what i'm doing now too but when i was captain we added a a bunch of equipment we added a rescue truck and kind of moved some things around got a grain bin rescue tube we just did a a bunch of additional disciplines uh ice rescue we actually came to cows and trained on you with you guys for the first time when we learned ice rescue all kinds of things so that was a great great five years for me you pretty much have to you have to know it it forces you to know the tools, know the equipment, know the trains, the yeah, techniques, stuff like that. Absolutely. It, but, uh, yeah, we do have an assistant captain to assist with everything, so that helps. And then going on down the line, I guess, lieutenant, I didn't talk about that. I've never been a lieut- our lieutenant. I've never been a lieutenant in a fire department, but uh, our lieutenant is in charge of the truck maintenance and upkeep, and okay. he also has an assistant. That's awesome. And then on, on fire scene, you know, as far as the way command rank goes, it's, it's the same. Chief, assistant chief, captain, lieutenant. Just give me a, a quick rundown of what the town of North Judson means to you. Just, I mean, like being a fireman there and living there, just, you know, kind of shout out your town. We like to, we like to talk about Couts a lot, you know, tell us a little bit about Judson. Yeah. So North Judson, I, I really enjoy living in North Judson. Um, I live just outside of town and we have a great, um, I, w- I call it downtown community. That's really, I'm going to say grown people wise. Um, we still have hopefully some more businesses coming, but um, one of the the coolest things about North Judson is there's a really big golf cart community now. And, you know, we live, you know, a mile from downtown North Judson, basically, or if you want to call this the, the four-way stop, and we take our golf cart town all the time. And you can always count on seeing a bunch of families in golf carts. It's really cool. cool. We yeah. have... Um, that's, yeah, that's similar to Cowboys, too, because... And at any given summer night here, you know, you might have more golf carts go by your house than cars. So Yeah, and that's something I that's really, that. yeah, transformed the last couple of years. Um, we have, you know, some, some well, the, the Point is a great restaurant. That's kind of like the center point of where the golf carts go in town. Um, the people are amazing. Uh, the school, um, you know, one of my daughters has Down syndrome, and that's been a challenge, you know, for us, different challenges raising her, and the school has been more than willing to step up and adjust what they were doing, what they need to do. Um, and the people have been amazing. Um, you know, you kind of get, we had, she was our first daughter and you kind of get scared and the community has really stepped up the fire department. And it's just like, we don't worry about a thing with her in the town of North Judson. You know, she's family, just like my other daughter. And well, my, I call her my baby. She's two, but um, <laughs> I understand, man. My little boy is still my baby. He's almost here, too. I know the feeling. Yeah, and it's great that my kids can have, you know, friends at the fire department that are friends at school, too. And, you know, it kind of forms that group that just like, you know, firefighters have each other's backs all the time, that the kids have each other's backs. Yeah, and you have absolutely. that, you don't, you don't just see them at school. You see them at the fire department all the time, too. And you get to share the experience of riding in the fire truck and stuff like that. When I first got out in the department, kind of the cyclical time that there was hardly a kid around there was only i think one guy that had had a couple kids and now it's just loaded there's kids everywhere yeah it's great that, and that's here too it's the next generation kind of coming through the fire station yeah 
So it's it's great to you know people say great to give back to the community. Um, you know we had a big power flash in town and and talked to some of the, the Nipsco power providers and they said we need to kill all the power at the schools. There's multiple surges going on to make sure nothing happens and you know just being there at the elementary school, the Lutheran school, the high school and and you know those kids are like hey you guys are here to take care of us and it's a really good feeling that. The community takes care of us, so we we take care of them. Right. Um, you know, with the fundraisers, we have great turnout at the fish fry. We do an annual fish fry. Uh, we do some breakfast fundraisers. Um, we had a member that um, had cancer, and we did a fundraiser for him. It was just amazing to see the turnout, the support. And coming up, too, I guess a little shout-out, we're having a breakfast fundraiser on May 8th. Uh, we actually had a member, found out he had cancer, another member, and he has since retired from the fire department, but he was a longtime member, great asset to our department. And we, you know, we want to help him out too. So sure. if anybody, May 8th, if anybody's doing anything, yeah. we're having a breakfast at the firehouse that morning. Yeah. So, so breakfast at Judson, May 8th, everybody. And well, Eric, you know, it was fun sitting down talking with you. I get to do it every day, but kind of not in this role. So this was kind of fun and interesting for us. And, uh, you know, I look forward to having you back and talking to you a little bit more about some stuff. And Yeah. It was great to be here. Great to, Talk to you some more and sit down yeah, for the yeah. podcast. Yeah, finally, get, finally, finally get your uh, your time on the podcast. I know you're one of our most avid listeners. So yeah, we, listened, th- we thank you for that. <laughs> I've listened to them all, but I probably won't listen to this one. <laughs> all right, Eric. Well, it was fun sitting down. Yep. Yeah, thanks for coming. For more information about the Couts Fire Department, visit CoutsFire.com. Thank you for your support. 